Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, Auburn continues to make its case for number one with a win over Kentucky. Duke can't win against the state of Florida, as Florida State downs them. And Penny Hardaway wants you to have no expectations for Memphis. We'll discuss right after this. Now, Biggs, we talked about it last week and with, you know, Auburn making its case for number one. And yesterday, they got a pretty uh, pretty good win over Kentucky. Now, I know a lot of it was without Ty Ty Washington, but, um, you know, do you think do you think this is going to be their win to get them to number one? Because I, I don't know if you listen to Ion College Basketball, but they were talking about, like, the reason they're not number one is because a few fans were putting them as, like, sixth or seventh in their rankings. Did you, see, did you hear that? Yeah, I mean, well, it wasn't fans. It was AP voters. Or AP voters, sorry. <laughs> but sometimes those AP voters are basically just kind of fans when they're when they're when they're told to vote on teams they don't really cover. So, um, no, I'll, I'll tell you what though, voting for the AP is is kind of tough, and so I I, I will uh, I will sympathize with the guy who's taking all the heat right now for voting Auburn ninth. I, I disagree with the notion that it's it's really all that important. I mean, it, it'd be cool, like being ranked number one would would be neat. Uh, I don't know. I I, I can't. I, mean, I like the the amount of like teeth gnashing the and and the ranting that Parrish went on was uh, a bit much for me. It's a lot of fake outrage, but uh, that's not answering your question. And your question was, will Auburn be ranked number one? And I my answer is yes. I think they will be. Um, Gonzaga is is still kind of just off the radar. I mean, they they picked up a nice win Thursday night against San Francisco, but. They're just so much better in, in, than than anyone in the WCC, and even if the WCC is better, Gonzaga is just still so much better, you know. And it's like all those years when uh, I'm taking a little side path right now, um, but all those years when Gonzaga was like, let's say like an eight as a program, right? They were they were like good, but like not in, insanely good. They were like good. They were like an eight. The WCC as a conference was like a two, right? Like it was pretty bad. Now the WCC is like a, a five or a six, but Gonzaga's like like a ten or twelve out of ten. So they're still just like way the hell better than everybody in their conference. Their conference is better. They're still so much better than everyone that like the wins that they get is just like eh, whatever. Move along. If Gonzaga doesn't beat someone by like twenty, it's like ooh, someone kept it tough with them, you know. And and so I think I think with that in mind, I think people are just like. And the West Coast bias thing, like no one sees Gonzaga play because God, they played at ten o'clock the other night, um, you know. And for for East Coast AP voters, they're starting the game at at damn near midnight. So, uh, yeah, I think I think this was an opportunity for Auburn, and and uh, you know you put up fifty one points in the second half. Uh, Ty Ty Washington doesn't have a whole lot to deal with, uh, do with with allowing that. Uh, Auburn they they just went off in the second half and. That's a terrific win because I think a lot of people, Kentucky has kind of restored some of the faith uh, lately with their play, and and Auburn took it to them. So, yeah, I think they are going to be ranked number one. What do you think? I think so too, and it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on the Ty Ty Washington status 
you know, I have I have an article pulled up from a sea of blue.com, which looks like it's affiliated with Kentucky. But it sounds like from here, he had no swelling in his left ankle. We'll get x-rays when the team lands. Um, and they're, they're already sort of calling it day-to-day, so it doesn't seem to be too serious. So that's good news for Kentucky, who's you know already lost C.J. Frederick early on in the year and uh, don't want to lose anyone else from this team. And Severe Wheeler, he, he missed some time too. Um, but no, I would agree with you. Auburn, I think, should be number one. And it remains to be seen how long it'll last. Auburn's going to lose at some point, I think. And then, like you said, Gonzaga's you know just head and shoulders above everyone else in their conference, so they're going to continue to win, and eventually Gonzaga's going to be number one, probably. Ooh, should we make a prediction? Sure. In the next two weeks? Ooh, yeah, it's 123 right now. Do you think Auburn gets to Valentine's Day? As number one. Yep. I highly doubt it. Yeah, what is that like? That's like three weeks away. It's it's some date that isn't important at all. So who cares? Yeah, I, I would say I would say by I would say if the, here's my prediction: they'll be ranked number one on Monday when the when the new poll comes out. They will be ranked number one the following Monday when the poll comes out. They will not be ranked number one when the let's see the twenty fourth the first when the February seventh poll comes out. February. Okay, so are you looking at the schedule? Because like from now until then, they play at Missouri, at home against Oklahoma, home against Bama, at Georgia. That's the games. And then February eighth, they go to Arkansas. That's the game I think they'll lose. Mm, yeah. Yikes. I was just kind of doing that blind. I wasn't really. Pre- okay. I wasn't really counting on any of the teams I play. But now that you say that, I don't like any of those. But you know what? I'm gonna stick to it because I am an American <laughs> and I stick to my guns, even when the evidence points to me that I shouldn't be. Um, yep. That is the way I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be stubborn about it. And yeah, I don't care. Auburn's gonna lose one of those stupid teams that they shouldn't lose to. You just did that. Um, it made me think of how I met your mother, where Robin wants to become an American. The, the, yeah. <laughs> you just double down and you tell the person actually that they're the idiot. Yep. <laughs> um, let's see. Do you have anything else on the game? Well, yeah. I mean, oh, break, no. break down who, who, how do you feel? I mean, who are you more impressed by? I mean, uh, maybe we do like some sort of a, maybe there's just not a big picture thing to take away. Maybe it's kind of. Should we power rank the that, SEC again? <laughs> power rank the SEC. Okay. <laughs> I think Auburn is number one in the country, our hearts, and the SEC. Where's Kentucky? Do you still think they're the second-best team in the league? Do you think they're uh, a contender? Does this kind of show you that Kentucky's legit? Is it a, mm, Kentucky's actually not legit, and this is why? How do you feel about Kentucky based on this performance? Let's do this. Let's let's close our eyes and and um, picture it. Select, uh, just take a selection Sunday. Okay. Ooh. Where do we think these teams are going to be? So, like, number one, who do you think are going to be the one seeds? Let's have a little fun with this. I'm just sitting here. We'll spend a little time thinking, and then we'll both come up with our picks. Okay. And I promise I'm not pulling up Joe Lenardi's bracketology right now. Okay. This is tough to think. This is tough to do without looking at like actual like candidates. And you're just I have uh, I have thought to myself, does Joe Lenardi do bracketology this early? But then I remembered yeah, he did one this summer. He does. <laughs> Man just is always working. The grind don't stop. <laughs> All right, I'll go. And I honestly, I'm just sort of piecing it together as I go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Me too. I got Auburn, Gonzaga. Yep. yep. 
Duke. And I think I think I'm gonna throw Purdue in there. Auburn, Kentucky, Auburn, Gonzaga, Duke. Yeah, and Purdue. Yeah, I definitely had Auburn and Gonzaga. I, and I think I, I think you're gonna say someone as to be like, oh my god, how did I miss those? No, guys? no, I just I don't think so because I, I think those are the only two real like like obvious ones right now. Uh, I think Kansas. Okay. But I could see them taking enough losses where that gets bumped. And I will say um, I, I will say Duke as well, just because the ACC, they're going to pile up Gonzaga-level wins. Damn, Pac-12. Like, I, I would say Arizona, maybe. but Yeah. But I don't know. But they, they, play, at like, they play at like 3 a.m. all their games, so it's tough for anyone to watch them. And, and, they, and they seem to have just – I don't know if they're going to reschedule those those games that they're supposed to do right around the new year against UCLA and USC. Like, can you play if you play those games and you win both of them? It's like, whoa, let's go Arizona. Like, trains on the tracks and like it's it's speeding. It's like a bullet train, you know. Yeah. Um, without those matchups, though, it's just, you keep okay. You keep piling up wins over Utah and Colorado. Like, I okay, I don't care, you know. Yeah, and then so. Just back to what we're talking about. If you, if you're placing Kentucky, I could see them. You know, I'd say right now they're a three. Yeah, I could see them getting up to a two. I would agree with that. Yeah, that's where I'd place them. And then yeah, like yet I could see them. I don't remember if we did the we did the little thing where we when we ranked the teams, we could see winning the title. Um, I I will go even a step. I'll go a step short of title and I would say just teams that I can see going to the final four. Mm-hmm. I, I sure as hell wouldn't want to see Kentucky in my bracket. I could see them being a three seed that goes to the final four. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean I think I think they're legit. They they lost Ty Ty Washington in this game and and uh they really got nothing outside of Sheboy, Severe Wheeler and Kellen Grady. Those three guys just kind of did work for them. Otherwise they, they really didn't get a ton. I mean Davian Mintz was kind of whatever Jacob Toppin's okay. It seems well, like they have trimmed their rotation quite a bit. Like they're they're only playing Cal's only playing like seven guys now. Yeah, you know seven or eight a little bit. Uh, they don't really play that Damian Collins, that highly rated freshman that, that we kind of thought would play. And then you're right, the CJ Frederick injury um, saps some of their depth as well. This is a team that can't afford to take. Uh, you know, you hope Ty Ty Washington isn't out for a long while. Yeah, and then I'm looking at the box score here. It's weird looking at Oscar Sheboy's 16 points, 14 rebounds. You're almost a little disappointed in 14 rebounds with him because you're used to like 20 plus with him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 16 and 14 is just like, eh, shrug, shoulder shrug. <laughs> so, do, when does the NCAA do their little thing where they come out with the top four seeds? I was just at, wondering that, actually. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking that comes out maybe like. Would it be like a month before the bracket, maybe? Yeah, I could see it being in like a couple weeks. Yeah, I could too. Tournaments. I would think Kentucky will undoubtedly be on that. How would I Google that? Projections? No. I'll try projections. I want to know. NCAA tournament early bracket reveal. I, I have no idea. Oh, yes. I'm not really sure, though. 
got three dogs down here that want attention from me right now. It's just like, get them, get away from me. I don't see one for this year. I just see the ones from last year. No, I'm just, did you find the one from last year? Oh, I didn't see what date that was. And just when it was, yeah. That was like mid-February. Yeah, so about a month before the bracket probably. Okay. We should we should have our projections, our prediction projections ready for that podcast. <laughs> okay. So that'd be tough because we, we, we record Sunday and that comes out Saturday. So we just agree with whatever the projections were. Yeah, exactly. Or we have to do it six days ahead of time and not know what's going to happen in between there. Uh, let's see here. Did you watch that Tennessee LSU game? I told you I'm quitting on. I'm, I'm, I need a break from Tennessee. You're, you're for out a on Tennessee, so we're not even going to talk about them. <clears throat> well, we we can't. I I had. I'll be honest. I broke my promise that I would quit on them. I watched very little of it, but I did watch a little bit of it, um, and I saw that. You know what Tennessee is known for is their defense, and boy. Uh, they got back to playing some defense. They gave up. This is a team that got absolutely filleted last week. They gave they gave a hundred to Kentucky. They gave up eighty percent shooting to to Kentucky uh, last Saturday, and LSU. I don't think cracked thirty points until like the ten minute mark of of uh, of the second half. I mean, their defense was absurdly good. And was it Virginia this, in orange jerseys? Yeah, like they're basically. I mean, that's what I mean. Tennessee's kind of been this way now for for three, four years. I feel like. I mean, their offense wasn't particularly impressive. I mean, they put up sixty-four points, shot forty-three percent from the field, which isn't great. Thirty-five from three, which is which is decent, right? But water dripping from the ceiling. You never know when something is, like this will happen. I wasn't was sure if that was you or me. Why, why does that always happen? I swear, I never have the sound on these stupid ads. I hate ESPN so much. <laughs> stupid gecko guy. Can you just shut up? Get out of my face. Do you like the gecko or the uh, the State Farm? Not Flo, but the other guy. Who do you like more? Oh, man. Is that I hate State this. Farm? Is that State Farm? Uh, are you thinking the guy who's progressive, got his, uh... progressive, progressive. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. What is the, 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 the parent with the, the parent commercials? The parent. That's homeowners insurance, right? That's home. I don't remember. I, I, Most I of the best those. ones, let's be honest. I like the ones where they're at the football stadium and he's planning his escape road. And yeah. Like, <laughs> let's not, let's not talk about leaving before we're actually at the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Those are great. I love those commercials. He's like it gets it gets ugly out there. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I feel like this is what Tennessee is: is they're gonna win, they're gonna win games like this occasionally, where their defense is just locking you up. But their offense is still. I, I still think this is not. This is, does not change the opinion for me for Tennessee. I, I just think they're a. I don't even know if I don't even know if I'm going to call them the Frontiers right now because they weren't ranked as highly in the preseason. I don't think their expectations were as high. I just think they're the Tennessee, just like average tiers. You know what I mean? Like they're just like Tennessee middle tier. <laughs> Do you hear what I just did there? Middle tier. I think they're the middle tiers. Oh my gosh! They're really? just so average. I just think they're in the middle. <laughs> Not the Volunteers. The the middle tiers. 
Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Speaking, um, of, speaking of Frolanteers, should we talk about the Frolan Twins? Ooh. We didn't really talk about this, did we? No, we didn't. Good point. Uh, give us an update on the uh, Keegan Murray, Chris Murray. Are they actually twins? It's a sham. It's a lie. They've got us. They've got us hoodwinked. Uh, they're not fooling me though. I know they're. I know I caught on to their bullshit, and I, I'm not having any of it. Uh, one of these men is right-handed, and the other one is left-handed. <laughs> that immediately. That immediately means that their twin. Their twin status is void. They cannot be twins. You, that does not. That's not how that works. If you're a twin, you do the exact same thing as that other person. You are a copied version of that other person, not right-handed or left-handed. Now, unless, unless think of like if they're like standing right, if they're like look facing each other, they're like a they, mirror. They're like a mirror of each other. Yeah. Hmm. Does that does that change your opinion? That I, I could be, I could maybe be talked into that. Now that I I came out real strong there. See, do I have to do the American thing where I double down now and say no? That's an even stupider idea. One hundred percent, and you have to insult me as you do it. I can't believe you would think that that's a thing. Have you ever like studied twins? science, bro? <laughs> I will say, is learning is like right-handed and left-handedness a learned behavior? I think you can teach. I think you have your dominant, but then you can teach the other. Okay, maybe. Well, I'm trying to think which one. I'm well, pretty it's sure it's like, the lesser. It's, well, here, it's, here's a, here, Galaxy Brain. Here's the the lesser twin. I think is left-handed. What if he actually is right-handed? It's kind of like Ben Simmons. He's actually probably right-handed, but he continues to shoot with his left hand. Right, could be. Maybe the lesser so twin. You're is saying left. The lesser twin would be just as good then. You're saying left-handed people are not as good as right-handed people. I, I believe is what I'm getting here. Well, that plus this twin's making a poor choice. He's trying to be an individual, not like his brother. He's trying to not be a twin. So mm-hmm. shooting with his left hand. But if he just shot with his right hand, they'd be both amazing. Could be. Could he's not as good as left. On the floor, shooting right-handed at the same time. National title. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> we're, getting out, we're getting off the rails here a little bit. We, we're like 18 minutes in. I think we've talked about actual basketball stuff for two of those. You want to continue not talking about actual basketball stuff and talk about Memphis? <laughs> how, how ridiculous was that? I I, I got to pull up that quote. Yeah, it's it's absurd. Well, here, here, I'm pulling it up here. Okay. Um, Penny Hardaway, after losing to Memphis on – that was Wednesday or Thursday night. I can't remember which one it was. It is ans- answering questions from reporters. It basically says – and I quote – uh, stop having expectations for me, please. It will it will make my job a lot easier. Is that that's what he said, right? In so many words, yeah. <laughs> but no, actually, and, and this is gonna get explicit here, Biggs. Ooh. So I apologize. Hopefully, your wife is sleeping and she doesn't hear this. She is. She's not only sleeping, but she's sleeping upstairs. We moved upstairs. We've been sleeping upstairs lately, so this is good. I can be as loud and aggressive as I want to now. <laughs> Teddy Hardaway was asked something about if he can get the job done at Memphis. He responds, and I quote, Stop asking me stupid fucking questions about if I feel like I can do something. If I had my roster like they did, then I feel like I can do whatever I want to do. But there's more to this. There is more to this. Because he brought up how he has freshmen or 17 and 18-year-old kids, not 22 and 23, which is totally fine and dandy. But if you don't think you can win with those guys, don't fucking recruit them. Oh yeah, hundred hundred percent. I mean, yeah, he says something like, "I work too hard. Quit quit writing stuff about us." 
You know, I work too hard. Penny Hardaway is, you know how like, you know how like the San Antonio Spurs had like this, this kind of mantra where they only recruit players who are quote, like over themselves, you know, and that, and that's why they're able to have such good chemistry and like guys who, who play for each other because, because they're over themselves and they don't want all this. Uh, they don't really care about having the attention and the spotlight and being the quote unquote star. Penny Hardaway is clearly very, very, very clearly probably the worst kept secret in college hoops. Not over himself. Like, I think Penny Hardaway still thinks like he is way more important than he is. And, and college basketball coaches, I think, are probably in general the most important kind of driving force of how good a program does. Uh, maybe not on a, maybe not like on an individual year, but just from like a consistent over the course of years, it's most important to have a high quality coach. Uh, I think Penny thinks though, like he's even. I think he even thinks he's more important than than coaches are. Like he's just he's not over himself. He always talks about himself and what he does and his. He's always giving us his resume. You know, I've done this. I'm this. I'm this good. And it's like, dude, I played in the NBA. With yeah, Shaq. I played in the NBA. My name is Penny, not Anthony. You know, and it's just like, just stop. Like you, you don't. You just don't hear other coaches doing this. You know. And, right. And, well, like, and like, think about like all the best college, like the legendary basketball coaches. How many? I'm, I'm just gonna name off some of the better, like, well-known legendary coaches. And you tell me how many of these guys were successful pro players? Coach K, Roy Williams, Jim Beheim, Bill Self, uh, Jay Wright. How many of those guys had successful NBA careers? It doesn't fucking matter. No. I, no, I almost think it's better. I, 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 I almost think I it's better. Know if those guys were successful AAU coaches either. Now, granted, they're all older now, so like AAU has kind of exploded within the last probably what twenty years. Um, but it's just he he just has such a he has just such a it's about me more than anything kind of mindset, and like all of the questions that they get are naturally going to be uh, uh, coming after you because of this. And remember when remember when he started at Memphis and he said we want all the smoke. Uh, You're getting it. Yeah, you're getting smoke, uh, and and now it seems like funny not handling the smoke very well. No. Uh, I do find it rich that they uh, that they talk about. You know, he he basically pumps up Memphis as this: we're going to be an NBA factory. We're going to have NBA coaches. We're going to have NBA. We're going to get NBA players. Don't be surprised then when you can't get 22, 23 year olds to stick around. You're sure. going to have NBA guys, which are young kids who want to go to the NBA quick. No, nope. uh, they're run like an AAU team. He, he runs it like an AAU team and they just, they have no, they have no discipline and they still lead the, they lead the country basically in turnovers. They turn the ball over at an insanely high rate. Um, it's an embarrassment. I mean, it really is. And, and it's, it's pretty funny. I mean, I just, I don't know when he was hired. I, again, this comes back to like, I think people literally just think Penny is so cool. Cause his name is Penny and he, he's big and he played in the NBA, but like everybody was, I mean, Think about all of the three, four, five years ago. You can find the receipts and all these different articles from sports writers saying, "Like, this is an amazing move. This is going to. This is an incredible decision by Memphis, rolling the dice on Penny, getting out with the old, in with the new. Penny's new and cool, and he's going to have Memphis rocking again." Um, and here we are, four or five years later. Memphis still sucks. Hasn't gotten to the tournament. Definitely not getting to the tournament this year. Um, and they're going to probably have an entirely new roster next year to see if they can get to the tournament then. Yeah, and now they are three and four in conference play, nine and eight overall. I, I think it's safe to put the fork in them. They're done. 
Oh, we could put now, the full team three weeks ago. Yeah. Now, if you want to, they're like, they're not even in the middle. They're like below the middle of the AAC. If you want to jump up to uh, the top of the AAC, you basically see like the exact opposite of them, right? You see the Houston Cougars with Kelvin Sampson and go back to, I can't remember the exact, I see Tremont Mark, he was injured December 20th, 21st, something like that. Right around and, news, yeah. And, yeah, and there's like, who's, who's I can't think of the other guy, uh, Sasser, Marcus Sasser was injured within a couple days. And so since then, it looks like they are about either 6-0 and or 7-0, and um, Six and zero in conference, and they have not skipped a beat with their two leading scores being out. Yeah, it's amazing the dichotomy between the programs, Memphis and Houston, right now. Memphis is very much an NBA program where nobody actually cares about the games. We just talk about all the drama crap around them, and Houston just continues to pile up wins. Now, I will say, uh, if I'm going to put a little cold water on the Houston, like if I'm going to be the wet blanket. Uh, They've not played really anybody good. And I guess if we're comparing them to Memphis, yes, they're very, very impressive. It, it is you know what? No, I'm not gonna be the I'm not gonna be the cold blanket because it's it's absolutely insane that Houston continues to just absolutely not just beat teams. I mean, they yeah, are just pumping people. They're destroying they beat, people. East Carolina scored thirty six points against them and lost by forty three. They beat South Florida by nineteen. They beat South Florida again by seventeen. So it's not they like beat, they beat Wichita by ten. I mean, they're just like, they're they're ruining people. Yeah, and uh, basically, Kyler Edwards, who I think we expected to be the guy to step in um, for the most part, but Josh Carlton's also been playing well for them. Yeah, he's been great. Him and him and uh, uh, who's their other big guy? Uh, it's Carlton and and Fabian White, who've just been they've been great underneath. Those two bigs have been have been really going to work and. I think Jamal Shedd even went out for for a little while, but he's he's kind of back. He's been he's taken the leap as a sophomore. He's averaging like maybe nine points and five assists, and, and really does a good job kind of controlling the tempo for them. Um, I mean, this team offensively, they still they still put up a ton of points. They still rebound at a really high rate, and I do think when you start playing against better teams, and the, and they will when they play Cincinnati and SMU, I think are the two teams that you got to kind of watch. Those are maybe like appointment viewing kind of games for them. I do think the offense is going to like hit hit a little bit of a spurt, but they've never been about piling up points on people. Their their defense, they can they can allow less than 50 a game, you know, and and they're going to out rebound everybody. It's it's incredible. I mean, it really is. It's it, and it's just an absolutely incredible. I mean, you look at look at the talent on this team. How many coaches would could you give this collection of players to and have them just continue to roll off? I mean, they're going to win 25 games this year. Yeah. There's 17 to two. How many other coaches? I mean, there's, are there 10, 20? Not very many. There's like, not very many. It's, it's Kelvin Sampson isn't talked about. And where did he coach before? Was he Indiana? He was at Indiana. Yeah. And he got run out of town there. Um, well, he had NCAA violations, which if, if those same violations were now, they wouldn't be violations. Interesting. Um, yeah, Houston's one of those teams where you can just see, like, they're becoming, like, one of the – when you think of, like, mid-major conferences that you can just put on the board and say this team's going to be at least respectable year in and year out, they're one of those programs. Yeah, they have a super high floor. You just yeah. – it doesn't even matter what the who the players are filling those jerseys. It's just – yeah, exactly. No matter who's on the team, you just count them in. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, let's see. You have anything else on this? We can move over. We got some Big Ten to, we can talk about here. Ooh, okay. Your favorite Big Ten. Um, Purdue had a couple big games this week. They they go on the road. They beat Illinois by about eight points. But then they lose to Indiana. They they lose the battle of Indiana to Indiana. Should they be worried? I don't know. Should they? Like, I think we were talking about this before before the show, and I think you kind of talked about how, like, a month ago we thought Purdue was, like, easily the best team in the country. They got ranked number one, and, like, they blew out Florida State, remember? And it was just like, holy shit, it's on right now. Like, Purdue is insane. And, I mean, they've lost three games, so it's not like it's not like things have absolutely fallen apart. I mean, they're 15-3. and three. But we're gonna overreact to we're gonna overreact to all these losses and I don't know, it just seems like something is like weirdly just kind of missing. I don't I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on what's missing. Um but it just feels like something's not quite there for Purdue. You're always asking Oh my gosh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why does this keep happening? My gosh, I can't pull up a box score to save myself. We need to find a good site that we both can use. Like I think there's like a sports reference. There's no way they make get ad revenue it's yeah so, it looks so broke it'd be so nice it'd be so <laughs> nice. gosh anyway it just feels like something's missing with them and I, I can't really put my finger on it but I, I mean this is coming on the heels of a really awesome win where they beat illinois a team that also took a weird loss later in the week without without coffee cochran but um doesn't count you know i mean you're, you're playing at indiana indiana i think does have a team that right, this is they're another team that's insanely frustrating, and, and then when I look up at the record, it's fourteen and four, which is pretty good. But I, I but I think to myself, it's like this was the Indiana that I thought we were going to get this year was was this team that was like legit. Um, they have not been this good. Uh, this is a win that certainly puts their it puts them kind of on the map. But I don't really know how to answer your question. How do you feel about Purdue? I I can't get over like Travion Williams and Zach Eady are both you know great big men. I almost wonder if they would be better with just one of them. I, I find it weird. like, And I, I can't point to any specific time that this has happened. But say if they start Edie and he's just first, you know, six, seven minutes, he has 12 points. What if, like, uh, what if Matt Painter's sitting there thinking, like, oh, as part of my rotation, it's time for me to tra- put Travion Williams in there now. And you go away from the guy who already has a hot hand. You know what I mean? In yeah, that you're sense, obligated it, to play it, both it, of them. In that sense, it's probably better to just have one big man. Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, especially in today, I mean in today's college hoops, what makes Purdue unique is that they do have two insane good big guys because everybody else is downsizing, and it's like they've got they've really got like four guys who you could play at center, right? Because whoever their power forwards are, that that first who's a freshman, that Mason Gillis is kind of a he's like a rangy kind of like six seven six eight kind of four, like. All of those guys could play up to play five. Like you could have your typical one five man, and then in lineups where you want to play small, you play those guys. Purdue's never going to play quote unquote small, right? Because they're always going to have one of those two behemoth human beings on the floor. But I mean, you're right. It, it is. It's you're almost you're you're like obligated to play one, uh, and then you look at you look at the box score. Travion Williams only had 15 minutes. God. Four turnovers in 15 minutes. One of four shooting, 0 of 2 from the free throw line of two points in 15 minutes. And it's That's tough to get get on a roll if you're just going in you know, five-minute spurts. 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and it's like, and, and then I suppose that lends itself to like both guys. And I, this is, this is maybe getting into like the psychology, but do both of those guys then try to do a little too much knowing that they've got to basically, this is my time. I need to impress. Yeah. You know, like, I need to score this possession. Cause if not, I won't have a chance to like, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think Travion Williams would have that, you know, because he's a senior and he's pretty, pretty established. I mean, um, but, but yeah, I, I, you do wonder if sometimes just like, you know, again, we live in this culture where less is never viewed as more anymore. Um, I do think this is a case where less could be more. You're right. Yeah. And then throwing it over to the Indiana side, you know, you talked about like a big win for Indiana. This is without with Trace Jackson Davis playing only 11 minutes. He's in foul trouble the whole time. Attempting one shot, scoring four points. And their big guys or their big performers from this game were Xavier Johnson, 18 points on 17 shots. And Rob Finnessy, quite the name there. Coming off the bench, twenty points for twenty points on thirteen shots. Yeah, Finnessy coming off the bench was uh, giving him twenty. He was like he played the game of his life. This is a guy that um, consistently has just like not been all that great. Like he's not a he's not a particularly good player. I think he's, like, I think he's a junior, or a senior, and he he's always like in like the low thirty percent from a field goal perspective. Like he's just not a he's just a limited kid in terms of how how, how effective he is. He's he's been a starter for like. He's been a three-year starter, and they bring in a handful of transfers, so he's kind of getting demoted. Um, and he's not been particularly good this year. He's averaging more shot attempts than points uh, to, to kind of contextualize how not good. really just not good the kid is. Um, and, and he had an awesome night. I mean, this was this was a game that that kid's probably going to remember for a really long time. And, and uh, you know, from what I saw, just like on, on Twitter, the Twitter machine, because that's kind of the world that I live in, apparently, even though Twitter isn't real life. And, we, we seem to associate it as real life. Um, I saw a lot of people saying, though, like a, a lot of people are going to be really happy for Rob Finnessy. So um, I guess that tells me that he's probably viewed as like a guy who, you know, I think people probably acknowledge that he's limited and, but he's, but he's probably kind of a good, um, you know, high quality person and, and good representative of the program. And I guess that's something that you, that, that college, that comes with college basketball sometimes is that, you get some of these stories where the kid just – this is going to be that kid's, like, probably favorite basketball memory. Going for 20 and knocking off Purdue for the first time in eight years, which is incredible when you think about Indiana basketball. I'm <laughs> getting dominated by Purdue for – Speaking of basketball memories, do you have one? Do you have what? one? What's your basketball memory? Yeah, absolutely. My, my favorite basketball memory was in our – was in our section semifinal game. Uh, in my junior year, we beat uh, Princeton. Uh, Princeton. The Minnesota. Princeton? Oh. We beat we beat Princeton, yeah, the Princeton, the real Princeton, the Princeton High School. They had uh, a big guy named Jared Bergren. Uh, he ended up going and playing for Wisconsin and started for for two or three years and was a pretty good player, six eleven, big dude. And uh, they were the they were the two, we were the three, but like they were like the two. They had like twenty two wins, and I think we maybe had like fifteen or something. So like they were really heavily favored. There's a big gap there. Big gap, yeah, between two and three, and we and we knocked them out, and it felt really sweet, and we we beat them. So nice. that was that was one of the most exciting games uh, of my career for sure. Well, I have to ask you, what were your stats? What were my stats? Uh, I don't even I don't even remember what my stats were. I might have had I think I had maybe uh, I don't know fifteen points, ten or twelve rebounds, couple assists. Um, we have two, we had two good guards who who both I think put up over twenty. Uh, and so we were able to 
we were able to knock them out. So it was, it was, Jeez. it was amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I, I still, you know, 14 years later, it's, uh, it's, it's stuck with me. So the highlight of my life. Perfect. You know, it's all been downhill since. Tell your wife that. No, she knows. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Purdue, I think, I think Purdue is good. Obviously, man, I think I say that every single pod. Purdue's good, but not great. No, that's not it either. I don't think they're great, though. Yeah, really? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I just think something's wrong with them. Something's just missing. Not wrong, but just. You know what I think? I think part of it is like, I guess going into the year, I th- I thought we were going to get more out of Brandon Newman and Eric mm-hmm. Hunter, two guys who have been who had been either starters or like major minute getters for them. It feels neither, like they're they're neither one of them started yesterday. Well, neither one of them did nearly anything. They Hunter combined for those. they combined for uh, zero points on yeah, two counts. and neither of them has been really good at all throughout the year. It's it's really just. I mean, I, I think Jaden Ivey has been kind of what you expected. He's he's a good player, right? Yep. He has some moments where he's weird. He has moments where like he's the best player on the court. You know, Stefanovic is a guy who who gets hot and cold because he's a shooter. He knows his I role. Thought, you he know, plays and, it well. Yeah, and and I just I thought we were going to get more out of Newman and Hunter, both guys who were who were good last year. I mean, Newman Newman started for them last year, and you know was a, was a pretty darn good piece as a freshman. He's taking a step back. He's playing ten less minutes. I don't know. I, I think that I think that takes the shine off of them a little bit for me. Yep. No, I would agree with that. Now throwing over to another Big Ten game Friday night. Michigan State goes into Wisconsin, and you know Wisconsin's been flying high all year. You know they climbed up to the eighth ranking, and Michigan State was basically in control after say the eight minute mark of the first half, and they get end up getting a twelve point victory. Um, Giant Davis does score twenty five points for Wisconsin, but they don't get. I shouldn't say they don't get much out of him because Brad Davison had twenty two, but. You know, Michigan State, they're able to get some good bench production out of uh, A.J. Hoggard and Marcus Hall. Yeah, Michigan State is, if we want to really find which team is Florida State this year, I think it's Michigan State. They're Florida State. Michigan State is Florida State. Yeah. The states. Do the mental gymnastics on that for a second. I think Michigan State is Florida State. I'm just going to give you, like, their, their individual statistics here, Okay. Points per game, 13.6, Yeah, who would have thought Joey Hauser would only have 6.8 points per game? That is kind of crazy. But they're, they're so Florida state They are. I, I didn't notice that until just now. Like, and, and, and I guess we've kind, of, we've kind of noticed it all along, but we've never really crystallized it. Like I keep saying, every time I think about Michigan State, it's you know the individual talent level doesn't wow me, but you know the whole is greater than than the, the uh, parts. We finally got it. The whole is the, greater than the parts. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Yeah. Yes. And you know this is this is why they've got a lot of parts. They've got ten parts. They play a ton of guys, and that's just you don't see that in college hoops these days. That's kind of a rarity that they play so many dudes. And, and that's what, and that's what having that depth can do for you is that, Hey, on a night where Gabe Brown does absolutely nothing, he goes like one of nine shooting, gives you two points. Um, you get a bunch out of Malik Hall 
and you get a bunch out of AJ Hoggard, you know, and, and you get something out of Jaden Akins who comes off the bench as a freshman. Um, you know, Max Christie has been allowed to have kind of an up and down freshman year. He hasn't been as good as, as maybe some people thought probably hasn't been as good as I thought he would be, but he's allowed to kind of have his freshman growing pains because Max Christie hasn't got it tonight. Okay. Hey, Malik Hall, go get us 25, you know, and Gabe Brown, you can be the guy tonight because you're a senior and it's time for you to step up. They, they have so much depth and I do wonder if that means that eventually they're going to get got because none of their guys are going to step up and be the guys that they need. They're needed to be, but I mean, they're the, they're probably the, they're the second best. They're six and one in the conference right now, and they're probably are they in first place in the league? I mean, they're they're looking at maybe potentially winning the Big Ten. I mean, that yeah. that you're you're approaching probably one seed status here if you win the Big Ten. Yeah, and we were talking about them how like earlier the year, you know, they barely make the tournament last year. We weren't sure where to peg them, but we we just couldn't write off a Tom Izzo coach team. We and were right. March March is coming early for. Florida State. No, wait, not them. Michigan State. Are we going to have multiple marches? We, we could. Is we 2022 could. just going to be called March? After missing March in 2020, we are getting multiple of them in 2022. Making up for lost time with multiple yes. marches in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and then from Wisconsin's perspective, I mean – it is what it is, Johnny. Davis. I don't think they're gonna make. They can't make the tournament after this loss. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe it's over for them. So uh, maybe I do owe you a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see. Do you have anything else, Big Ten? I know. I know you want to talk about the Mountain West bigs. Yeah, I, I don't really. I don't think I have much else from the Big Ten. I saw Illinois lost again yesterday, but Coffee Cockburn was out, or they lost Friday so, without without Coffee. Uh, Curbelo's back. And, well, uh, you, you, hear, you, you hear people saying they can't start their day without coffee. True. Like, or <laughs> Very true. <laughs> uh, Andre Curbelo came back, and in very Andre Curbelo fashion, he uh, he looked incredible on Monday. He had 20 points, 6 assists. I don't think he had a turnover. And Friday, in I believe, let's find it here, I think he played like 13 minutes, had like 4 turnovers, didn't shoot the ball well. Andre Curbelo, one of six shooting, four points, four rebounds, one assist, three turnovers in 14 minutes in a loss to Maryland. Is he going to have back-to-back seasons where in the preseason you're calling him like the breakout star? It could be. You know, they, they do this when like with fantasy football, like where the guy is like hyped up in the preseason, he's supposed to be the breakout guy, and then he doesn't. And then the next year they'll do it again and they'll say, we think he's a post-hype sleeper. So it's like... <laughs> So like people were over overhyped on him last year, so now it's like the 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 pendulum has swung too far. Now people are sleeping on this man. It might be one of those things where like he's he's a sleeper next year, and it's like he's going to break out, and people are going to be like, "Oh, we were a year early on this." Yeah, I I could see that. I could see him. Also, could he just be like a total X factor for them though? I mean, a guy who's capable coming off the bench, who's capable of going for twenty points and seven assists and just being a wizard, who is also capable of literally ruining the game for you. Um, it's it's intriguing to see how how do you manage that because I don't I don't th- they obviously don't need him they've been pretty good without him Trent Frazier has been awesome Alfonso Plummer's been good obviously Coffee is is solid and it's not like he's necessarily like a key piece for them like they can probably get by playing him a little less 
But on nights where he's he's like that super six man in the NBA where it's like, you know, in the first couple minutes, is this dude going to be good today or bad? And if he's good, play him 33 minutes a game and let him go for, for, for 20 points and seven assists. And if he's bad, get your ass on the bench and we're going to we're going to ride our horses. Yeah. Maybe gives him some upside. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm gonna take a I'm gonna make a prediction here. He's gonna be next year's Jaden Ivey. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mountain West, go. Uh, I think there's a I think there's a potential chance that the Mountain West gets more bids than the ACC. I can see it. Uh, and- we got, I mean, Boise State. Boise State just knocked off San Diego State last night in a in a uh, 42-37 score. That's not a halftime score. That was an actual game score. 42 yeah. to 37 might be setting the sport back a little bit, but um, they did it. The Boise state Broncos. I think they've won now 10 or 11 games in a row. And I think the mountain West is for real. It's a league that nobody ever talks about, but uh, they've got some, they've got some squads. When I see 42, 37, I think of the movie, the Hoosiers where like the first game he's like drilling into them, the three pass rule. And at the start, <laughs> it takes him like 50 seconds of possession to get three passes. <laughs> That's what I imagine. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> but oh, there's other good teams in here. You know, we talked about Wyoming. We talked about Colorado, Colorado State, and then San Diego State, who I think most people would call at start of year would probably say they're the favorites. Are only two and one. They they have to have been on COVID pause at some point. That must be it. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering yeah. that too because some of these other teams have played like six, seven games. And they've right. Played yeah, they had to have been on COVID pause at one point. Um, yeah, I can definitely see a situation where there's four from this from this uh, from this league, and are they the new ACC? People are wondering. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I think only three are getting in. Um, one of, well, I think one of these teams is going to cannibalize the other. So, someone's going to start losing some games. Just it, it's like this every year for them. Like last year, I think it was the same thing where like three Mountain West teams were on the bubble, and the team that ended up winning got in. You know what I mean? Like. All those bubble teams play each other, and the team that wins those bubble games gets in. The teams that lose naturally get kicked down a little bit further. Yep. So I, 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 I'm curious though. Wyoming is 15 and two, and you know they haven't really played anybody good yet. Yep. You know they beat Washington, which is nice. They beat Grand Canyon, which is nice, but they got absolutely pummeled by Arizona. Which they lost. They lost to Stanford. Yeah, their best win is probably over like. I guess they beat Utah State, but um, they've got Boise State coming up this week. They've got Colorado State coming up. Uh, they have Utah State again soon. So I think their schedule is going to start getting a little tougher. So I think we'll learn a little bit about Wyoming, a team that's 15-2. and two. Uh, Remember, they lost Marcus Williams last year in the transfer portal. He went to Texas A&M, another team that's kind of exceeded expectations. And this is kind of one of those things where, where, where the overreaction world that we're living in in terms of the transfer portal – Boy, these small, these mid-major schools, how are they ever going to survive? These guys leave, they're screwed. And they're that's, not. Just not, that's just not the case. Yeah, life goes on. Like, that's the thing with, with college programs. It's like, well, yeah, Marcus Williams left. It's like, okay, well, life goes on. And, and life is certainly going on for Wyoming. They're probably better off. I mean, not, that the, not to say they wouldn't be better off if you were on the team still, but clearly there are some guys flourishing um, now who – I don't know. It's not to say that he was the reason they weren't, but guys are flourishing, and you know they're 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 in the mix. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time Wyoming was in the tournament? Is Wyoming? I don't remember the last time Wyoming was in the tournament. 
it's been a while. I used to try and follow them just because there used to be a guy from Bismarck. Um, name was Luke Luke Martinez. Okay. Played for them, um, and he was like one of their starters. But yeah, I can't remember a time that they were a tournament bound team. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a squad, and, and yeah, you wonder. I mean, San Diego State, I think, has played. They've only played like twelve or thirteen games total. So I'm sure once they get some more games under their belt, I don't know. Do you think they're still the favorite in the league though? San Diego State? Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to think they say. beat Colorado State by 30, remember, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that, that definitely bodes well for them. And, you know, if you just look at the standings, you see that they're fourth. But that's a lot of that's just because they've only played three games. They they lost one of them, so they're two and one. Whereas, whereas um, I can't think, uh, Boise State is, uh, is five or six. No, sorry. But I can definitely see San Diego State sort of evening out evening out that standings as a course the season goes and being the favorites um, just as they get more games in. Yeah, I think I would agree. Uh, let's see here. What We're getting getting close to 50 minutes here. Um, we talk about the Big 12 here, but I don't know how much there is to talk. I know we just have the Baylor and Kansas one, which I think is going to be the norm. They're, they're definitely the two favorites, Baylor and Kansas. They've separated themselves from Texas. They've separated themselves from Texas Tech. Um, if you're Figure that shit out. Well, it's on mute. That's the thing. Is it like it like plays for a quick second and then it's like, oh yeah, you're muted. Sorry. I think ESPN is just some big virus, and they can the virus can just go in and change your sound settings. I think so too. But I need to look up box scores and stuff because I do remember looking at this. Your guys, you know, we're gonna. If we, I feel like we're obligated just now. Every time we think about Kansas, well, how their two big guys do? Well, their two big guys gave them good stuff uh, last night. Uh, McCormick went eleven and fifteen. He had eight offensive rebounds. That's encouraging. Four turnovers, not great. Uh, and Jalen Wilson had 16 and 10. So uh, if you can get 27 points and 25 rebounds out of those two combined, I think you'll take that, right? Is it alarming that they beat, you know, their last two wins are Oklahoma and Kansas State? Is it alarming that both of them are only by three points? Um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know how much to take. From they I mean, are I think it's alarming them. that they were down 16 at the half to Kansas State. Yeah, they're not sixteen at the half. That's not good. No, I mean they and then they came back to win. I I do think this though. I think in the Big Twelve, even though Kansas State and Oklahoma and TCU are not like great teams, I do think those teams are decent. Like I, I don't think I don't think any of these teams are just complete trash. You know what I mean? Like I don't think they're as bad as like uh, who are like your bottom of the barrel teams in power conferences, like like Nebraska, North Carolina. You know? Yeah, like. Like some of these, some of these teams that are just absolutely terrible. I don't think any of these teams are that bad. No, they're not great, and they're going to take losses to teams that are better than them. But I think Kansas State is capable of this. I mean, they did this. Didn't who 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 got? Didn't TCU beat Baylor or somebody got up on Baylor? I mean, some of these teams have all given. Kansas isn't the only team that these teams have given problems to. So now I'm. It's almost like Kansas has got like a giant game of whack-a-mole here. As McCormick and Wilson now are are it seems like maybe figuring things out. Why does Remy Martin suck? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just not that important. Maybe it's like a the Viking fan worrying about Lacon Treadwell when he's their fourth receiver. It's like who cares? But why is Remy Martin bad? He hasn't done anything. No, he's two points, and like he's not even starting anymore. It's Dewan Harris now. Right, and but I mean, he played twenty one minutes, and he, he's he's just like been he's just given them nothing over the last yeah. I swear multiple weeks, and like I think like this is sort of what we thought could happen this year, but at the start of the year he was good. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought what was reasonable was his role at the beginning of the year where it was like he's kind of the third banana and like he's a guy who's capable of he's he's like he literally personifies, you know, Clark Kellogg's spurtability, right? Like he's individually capable of going for 10 points in a span of three, four minutes, but he's not going to average 19 because the usage is just going to be moderate, right? But it's like falling off the cliff altogether. Like he doesn't do he like doesn't do anything. Yeah, I just had that thing happen on ESPN where it just decides to play music in my ears. That's stupid. It's it's, it's muted. So it annoying. still does it. It's like what is what is happening right now? You ESPN overlords, get the fuck out of my computer. All they do is hype up Duke and put music in my ear that I don't want. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Do you have anything else before we get into the portion of our show where we scroll through the schedule? I do not. All right, what do you got here? Sunday. We are recording a Sunday morning, so Sunday games have not happened yet. And as always, I have to say, some of these games might not happen. Oh, yeah, shoot. Yeah, COVID still exists. It might postpone some of these games. Yes. Now, for Sunday, I don't see a whole lot. I see Xavier Marquette at one. Indiana plays somebody, right? Doesn't Indiana play Michigan? Although, God, I guess I just have to get in my brain that we actually don't care about that because Michigan sucks. Yeah, I keep forgetting they suck. I think for a second I was thinking Michigan State, who is very Florida State-y. Should, should, should we just say that every time we say Michigan State? Michigan State is the new Florida State. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, I will say this. How about Marquette? Uh, think about – would you rather have Shaka Smart or Chris Beard as your coach at Texas right now? At Texas, Chris Beard. Because – I, I do think – I keep saying it. I do believe it that Shaka Smart is better with the worst player. Your dogs are getting – Yeah, out hold on. Let me tell them to shut the fuck up. All right, and we're back. All right. Shaka Smart is better at Marquette than he is at Texas. Marquette's good. They're going to probably make the tournament. Yeah. How great. You know what's going to happen is those two teams are going to play in the first round. Oh, I hope so. That's going to be like hey. a 7-10 game. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, outside of that, I see Butler Providence Sunday. Do you see anything else? Uh, I think I'm out on Butler after they lost by 40 to Villanova last week. Yeah. I, I, I'm just I have to be out on them. You know, I, I'm just trying to be the Big East machine here, media machine. I do like that though. We didn't talk really any Big East, and the Big East is the same as it was before. It's very Big Easty, yeah. It's where very, it's just like, there's just like a, a bunch of good teams, and I don't really know if they have a great team. It's a clusterfuck, is what it is. Let's go to Monday. Oh, this is boring. Louisville, Virginia is the first one that pops out at me. Yikes. Neither Virginia, of those teams are good, though. Virginia Tech, North Carolina. That must be the one they rescheduled. I'm, I'm going to be sad again tomorrow because they're going to disappoint me again. Ooh, Kansas, Texas Tech. Yeah. That'll be a good one for sure. Because they no Texas Tech beat Baylor, not Kansas, so it's not a rematch. Well, ta- Texas Tech beat Kansas too. Did they? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! It is a rematch. Then. So Texas Tech is just that team that really wants to like burst through the scene and become the best in the Big Twelve, and they beat the best in the Big Twelve. They're but like, they hey, we don't need Chris Beard. Yeah. No, that's the Monday slate. Do you see anything else? I was my eyes tell me Arizona State, but Arizona State is six and ten. They suck, so never mind. You want another one? I could think of would be St. John Seton Hall. They just played the other night too, and I think Seton Hall beat them. So that must that's like a weird kind of back to back thing because probably the stupid COVID schedule is just fucking everything up. You know what I mean? 
Right. Well, I know. I think North Carolina has three games this week, which isn't, which is pretty rare. And yeah. it's because they scheduled this Virginia Tech one that got canceled a few weeks ago. Yeah, they were talking about that. I think when Florida State played Duke the other night, Florida State had to play Duke on whatever night it was, Tuesday. And then they had like a Thursday afternoon game against some random-ass team that they easily could have gotten out of. But but Hamilton was like, nope, we're going to play this one so we get used to – we have to try to get – it. it's not quite a tournament simulation, but like get used to playing a ton of games in a short amount of time. So we're kind of like Is prepared he expect- for that kind of thing. He must be expecting to be in one of those first four games where you have to play three in five days if you want to advance the second weekend. Yeah, and and there I think they're right. I mean, funny enough, I think when they did show the bracketology deal yesterday, they right. were in the final four in or something. So okay. you know, okay. they're kind of in that mix. He's playing chess while other coaches are playing checkers. That's like next level. Does he know something everybody else doesn't? Probably that dude's a man. He's a stud. <laughs> Ooh, Tuesday, Michigan State, Illinois. That'll be a good one. Brandon Valley plays uh, Yankton as well. Yeah, I, I want to keep your anonymity on the show, but like, if people think they hear that school and I know you're an English teacher, they might be able to find out who you are. Oh, shoot. Yeah, good call. <laughs> Have that stripped from the record books. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't see much else. I guess Texas TCU. So TCU, I mean, TCU's had that upset potential, so that could be a good one. And they're at home. Uh, if you have an ESPN State. Plus membership, uh, I think the Buffalo Toledo game could be interesting. Toledo just absolutely smoked Ohio the other night, and okay. so is the MAC. Like the MAC might have three legit teams. I know at the beginning of the year we were talking about Toledo, or we were talking about Buffalo and Ohio. Ohio, um, maybe is Toledo a team that's? They're fifteen and four. They're first in the MAC right now, so that might be a team that's for real. Could be, could they're be the first big, right now. So the, the big three in action. You know, and actually Buffalo, they've played 16 games. What do you think their record is? 12 and 4. They're 10 and 6. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. I thought they'd be better than that. Is my boy Jonathan not doing as well? Let's take a look at some of their losses. They lost to Stephen F. Austin. No shame in that. They lost to Miami of Ohio. They lost to Canisius. They lost to Akron. Okay, I'm seeing a bunch of postpones, though. So I'm wondering how much this is. This is just they're so stop and start with. With COVID and stuff. Your boy Jonathan's been fine. Okay. Maybe 19, 6, 3, shooting 47% from the field, 43% from three. He's been good. Josh, Josh Mabala, uh, Ronaldo Sagu. You know, I don't know. Is don't there know. a better basketball name than Josh Mabala? Josh Mabala. Yeah. That's a good yeah, I don't know. Kid Trell Blocker. Laquil Hardnet. Ooh, Arizona, UCLA on Tuesday. Oh, what? Let's go. That's okay. This is so stupid, Pac-12. Figure it out. Just bite the bullet. Have your games at like 3 o'clock your time so I can actually watch them. Well, just stay up and watch that one. Take a nap. Watch that game. This game game starts at 10. That's fine. You're 30. You can stay awake. You can do it. 31. You're 31. You can do it. I know you can. You're capable. Oh, it's probably got a game ahead of it, too, so it probably won't start till actually like 10.30. No, no, we'll just miss the first 10 minutes of it because the SEC game is on beforehand. Oh, shit. Which, actually, Kentucky-Mississippi State. That's a that's another good one. That's, like, I would, I would put that one in the stuff. watchable category. Oh, I would, too. How about how about uh, you going to go to this game? Maybe a little St. Thomas versus North Dakota State? <laughs> Should. St. Thomas, D3 powerhouse. Yeah. How is NDSU? Are they in first right now in that conference? No, it's South Dakota State. 
Okay. They're they're probably right in the mix, though, I bet. Yeah, NDSU's third. I think I saw they just third. beat Oral Bob the other night. Oral Bob? Yeah. Shut down Max Aceless. Yeah. Yeah, they're third in the summer right now, 12 and 7. Huh. Yeah. When is it? Or not Wednesday. Tuesday night's a good schedule here. Yeah, that Tuesday slate is promising. Yeah. And I think Tuesday is sort of the preemptive best night for college basketball. Yeah. It used to be Mondays. Tuesdays and Wednesdays now are good. Thursday sucks. Fridays, eh. And then Saturday is usually solid. Yeah. Xavier Providence on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, I see right away at 5 and 5.30, Florida against Tennessee and Providence against Xavier. I'm intrigued by that one. I haven't really seen much of Providence yet this year, and yet they've got some awesome wins. Good start to the evening for sure. Um, Don't see much else. Certainly not a good 6 o'clock ACC network game. Um, Oklahoma-West Virginia. Actually, I take that back. Miami-Virginia Tech. I was being a smartass because, you know, my team plays them and they suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so weird. After so, I I went to a minor league hockey game last night, and I was happy I missed the North Carolina game for that. Yeah, I would be too. Uh, it's, it's they're just they're not fun to watch. They're not good. They're not fun to watch. They're bad. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make the tournament. They might not. <laughs> they might not. Ooh, Texas A and M LSU at eight. Yeah. Texas A&M looked solid the other night against Kentucky. They lost, but they held, they they had a lead for like 38 and a half minutes and uh, just kind of let it slip away. But um, I'm intrigued by that. Um, that's about it for Wednesday that I see. There's a handful of watchable uh, affairs there. It's really all we asked for. Going over Thursday, Ohio State at Minnesota. Otherwise, yeah, not not it's a Purdue not Iowa. Eating. Purdue Iowa, yeah. Oof. Yeah. UAB Western, Western Kentucky, I think I would consider watchable because I do think UAB UAB is supposed to be pretty solid. I think they're the favorite. They just beat Louisiana Tech the other night. They're probably the favorite in the uh, in the in the in Cusa. You know, they've, they've got a squad. They had a bunch of transfers. Remember. Coming, coming in from like high major programs in the offseason. So I, th- I think that's a team that's got some talent. Uh, I haven't really watched them much. I, I would like to see that game. And remember, Western Kentucky's got a guy that's like 7'5". So Damn. that's always worth watching. Yeah. Poor guy's that's probably just a circus. Can you imagine buying jeans if you're 7'5"? <laughs> no. That wouldn't be fun. It would probably be twi- twice the length of what I currently wear. He's probably like a 30 – he's probably like a 34 – like 46 or something. <laughs> I just say like 60. It's insane. I'm like a 36, 34. So he's probably yeah. like a 36, 44. Yeah, probably. That's wild. <laughs> St. Mary's, San Francisco. If that's a game that's, they don't have the TV schedule out for that. If that game is available on a television, like that wouldn't be worth watching because the WCC is another league that uh, potentially is looking at four bids. San Francisco has got to start beating somebody. Um, I watched that game against Gonzaga the other night, and I actually – I like Gonzaga. I found myself hoping San Francisco would win because I would like to see them get to the tournament. Um, yep. They've got a couple of really fun guards that are that are solid. Jamari Bouye is one of them, and, and uh, um, uh, the other kid's name escapes me. But but they've got a good squad, and they were up early on Gonzaga, but it felt like they blew their wad in the first five minutes, and then right. they, they just had nothing. And Gonzaga was just like, yeah, we're going to play the long game here and, and beat you over, over the course of the night. Um, 
And St. Mary's is good too. So it could be a good little mid-major duel. Yeah. Let's see. Friday, I see a good. I see one good game at six. Ohio against Buffalo. Oh, there we go. A little some more action. Yeah. But uh, do you see anything else on Friday? No, something tells me Cleveland State and Wright State, but I'm not sure how. Usually those two teams are both good, but I don't know how they are this year. So Cleveland State is first in the horizon. How good's Wright State? Wright State's always up there. They've got the old South Dakota State coach. Well, you always throw out the record books when the Cleveland State faces the old South Dakota State head coach. Darn right. They're they're eleven and eight, so third in the horizon. So eh, never mind. Saturday we get the the Civil War in Michigan. Ooh. But oh, Saturday must be the uh, the SEC Big Twelve kind of battle or whatever. Is it? Uh, yeah, I see Oklahoma Auburn. I see Missouri Iowa State. Yeah, it definitely is. So we're gonna have some we're gonna have some fun matchups there. Civil War, North Carolina State versus North Carolina as well. Oh, don't. I I just don't even want to watch them this year. West Virginia, Arkansas. Arizona State versus Arizona, another Civil War. Is it just that kind of day? It's what what it like what do you think this day is actually gonna be marketed as? The Civil War Day or the SEC Big Twelve? We have That's Oregon State, thing. Oregon. North Dakota State, South Dakota State. It's the Battle uh-huh. of Megacoda. <laughs> oh, Ooh, Bama! Bama plays Baylor. Uh, That's I see t- Tennessee versus Texas. That's intriguing. Kentucky, Kansas. Did you say that already? No, but that's uh, obviously very watchable. Mississippi State, Texas Tech. Wow. So what you're saying is basically like get all of your shit done early in this day so that you can basically get Providence, Marquette. A spot on the couch. Villanova St. John's. Saturday's going to be a big day, Biggs. This might be one of those where I need multiple T. I need to set up multiple TVs. Yeah, you might need like six of them. Because this is going to be a day where, yeah, I need to make sure. I need to make sure the wife has something to do so I can watch basketball all day. Is your wife into like arts and crafts, like anything? Can you go just like find like a farmer's market or something so that I can just yeah. watch basketball all day? Do- be like, please wife, be busy. Wife, you haven't posted to Instagram for a while, so you should probably go do something. You're not wrong. She really hasn't. Yeah. She I, does I, a lot of things with like her story, but she actually never posts permanent photos. What's up with that, you think? She doesn't do anything. It's true. Last night we went out we went out to dinner and we're we're kind of thinking we're we're talking about it, like, hey, you wanna go, you wanna maybe you know, hit up this spot, grab a couple of drinks. She's like, let's just go home. I'm just like, sweet. <laughs> this calls back not in not in a good way. It's just like we'll go home and watch a movie. Oh, that's <laughs> we're nice. a thousand years old now. You had to be a, like, uh, you had to think like her when you said let's watch a movie instead of just watching basketball. Yeah, I watch basketball on my phone. So okay, perfect. We're safe. I always have like no matter what we watch, I always have the iPad with the game on. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely have to. It's well, it's that time of year. Right. Like they, what they don't seem to understand is that college basketball isn't just a March sport. It's not just March. Mm-hmm. It's also not just March. Mad- these are these are two of the, the the greatest misnomers I think for people who aren't are out of the basketball, the college basketball kind of know. There's so much more than just the NCAA tournament that comes to March Madness. It's all of the conference tournaments. 
Yep. And there's so much more to college basketball than just March Madness. People don't really understand that, I think. They think college basketball, oh, it's just that tournament in March. No. I heard a door. We have to behave now, don't we? Yep. Yep. I love my wife. She's amazing. She's perfect. She loves sports. I think she wants attention, so we should probably get out of here. Yeah, probably. All right. Bye. Bye.